Here's the thing about your content ideas. A mentor, a friend, an ex-boyfriend's old boss, truth be told. He told me this. I was blogging at the time. He said, no matter what you do, ask yourself, how is this helping people before you press publish? And that is my like golden rule for content. I see you, you have the perfect offer. You are gonna launch a service or a course or a coaching program, and you are ready to make it happen. But you just have one small problem, and that's that you don't have an audience to sell that product to. So today I wanna talk about how to build an audience that is primed and ready to be sold to. I know that sounds kind of aggressive, but I mean, if you're building an audience, you wanna build an audience that's actually gonna be engaged, that actually cares what you have to say, that's actually in your target audience and so on. So let's chat. All right, you probably know what I'm gonna say here, but the first step is to really know who your audience is or know who your ideal audience and your ideal client is. You can do a buyer persona. I'll leave some resources for that down below. You know, you can do more formal research by building out a buyer persona chart and things like that. But you can also just draw on a whiteboard, write a list of attributes or build a little snapshot of who your ideal client is going to be. And I always say, you know, if you've ever had a client that you loved, like you're like, wow, we had so much fun together. She was so cool. She recommended me to her friends. She paid me on time, if not early. All of those things, if you can think of that one person, list out all of their attributes, you know? Were they a female age 32 who lived in an urban area? Were they a man age 45 who lived in a more rural area? Like whatever, like list out those different attributes. And also, do a little bit of research on those people. So if there is an actual person in mind, that dream client that you used to work with or that you still do work with, just take a look at who they're following, who else they're following, what platforms they're active on, ask them, you know, survey them, survey your ideal clients and ask what types of information do you like to read or watch or listen to online and kind of get a feel for what the perfect person for your brand is consuming and what they want out of content and all of that. Now, of course, if you don't have the real person to ask or to survey or to kind of lurk on, you can just do research, right? We know that Pinterest, a lot of women are on Pinterest. We know that a lot of career-minded people are on LinkedIn. So you can kind of put those puzzle pieces together through research and data, which you should also be backing up anything anecdotal with as well. Now, my second tip for building an audience that is actually in market for you is to figure out a keyword. Now, this is something that I feel like isn't talked about a whole lot when we talk about niches. I often hear, you know, get a niche, start a niche, choose a niche, whatever. But we really need to break it down a little bit further. At least that's what I personally did to build my audience. And for a little frame of reference here, I have sold multiple booked out programs to my audience and largely due in part to my YouTube audience. So that's the T on that. And what I did is I really made it my business to rank for social media management, social media manager, social media marketing, right? Those are the keywords that I was going after for the longest time. And I still make content about those things. I've 
grown a little bit since then and don't just post about that stuff. But when that was the only course that I had was about social media management, that was my business. I wanted to win at the keyword of social media manager. And if you look at my YouTube or if you look at YouTube in general and type in social media manager, likely I am going to show up multiple times on that first page, at least the first two pages for sure. Decide on a keyword, not just a niche. Okay. That could be graphic design. That could be business coaching. That could be business coaching is probably way too broad, but choose something that you can really win at. Then what you want to do is stay focused. And I know this is hard. And I think this is just biggest piece of business advice. Truthfully, if you're trying to launch anything is stay focused. It's so easy to get distracted by all the things that you want to do. Oh, I, you know, do social media management content, but I also want to do content on graphic design. I also want to do content on YouTube marketing and blah, 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 blah. But if you are trying to build up that niche audience that is looking for an offer that you're going to sell them, you have to really stay targeted, at least in the beginning. Again, like I said, I've sort of evolved. My content isn't just about that stuff anymore, but in the beginning, you really have to be diligent about creating content that speaks to those folks. And yeah, just make it your goal to rank for that particular keyword. Now for me, when talking about YouTube, that involves a YouTube SEO strategy. It means my title is going to have that you know, search term in it. It means my tags are going to have that search term in it. It means my metadata, the area right underneath this video in the description box is going to repeat, you know, social media manager or social media management a couple of times, not in a way that is super spammy and that's keyword stuffy, but in a way that's authentic. And that's just describing what the content is about. Next, you're going to want to look for content ideas or topic ideas that you can create content around that keyword, right? There's so many different types of videos I could create about social media management. I could do how to be a social media manager. I could do what does a social media manager do? I could do social media management for beginners. I could do a day in the life as a social media manager. You get the gist here. But if you're struggling to come up with topic ideas, I really like a few different tools. First, I love Reddit. Reddit is like, it's amazing, but it's also addicting and weird and strange. But I feel like it really is a true glimpse at what people really think because it's largely anonymized, right? People don't like publicize their Reddit profiles. So you get discussions on everything under the sun. So you could type in, depending on what your niche is, if there's a, a subreddit for it, you can see what types of topics come up in there. You're not going to post, you're not going to spam into Reddit. You're just going to kind of lurk a little bit and see what people are talking about. If you notice, oh, a lot of people have questions about how to be a social media manager or about best social media management platforms or whatever, then boom, there you go. Another tool that I like I talked about before is Quora. It's kind of like a questions and answers. It's kind of like, do you guys remember Ask Jeeves? It reminds me of that. You like ask a question and then people, or kind of like Yahoo Answers actually, that's a better comparison. So again, you could type in squirrels. If I am a squirrel rescuer, is that a real job? I could type in women's fashion if I was a stylist, right? And start to see what questions come up. Maybe if there's like a particular body type that often asks questions about, hey, I'm really tall and I'm looking for tips on how to dress for my taller frame or I'm really petite and things like that, that can help you determine some content ideas. I also like a tool called Answer the Public and it gives you a really cool little graph. If you type in again, let's type in women's fashion or clothes or something into Answer the Public and it'll give you this cool graph with all these different like how, what, why ideas. So why to care about women's fashion or 
I don't know. I'll show you on the screen an example if you're watching on YouTube, but that's a pretty cool one. Now you don't want to just run with that and say, okay, that's the video title, but that is a good place to start for ideas. Same with title generator, title-generator.com. Very similar concept. You can type in a keyword and then it's going to give you a bunch of title ideas. Now I personally, at least when we're talking about YouTube, I run that through a tool called TubeBuddy, tubebuddy.com slash Latasha. If you want to sign up, it is a fantastic tool. I don't know where I would be on YouTube without this tool. I run those title ideas through that tool first to make sure that they're SEO optimized and boom, there you go. Now, here's the thing about your content ideas. A mentor, a friend, an ex-boyfriend's old boss, truth be told, he told me this once and it's always stuck with me. He said, no matter what you do, I was blogging at the time. He said, no matter what you do, ask yourself, how is this helping people before you press publish? And that is my like golden rule for content. When you're trying to build a dedicated audience that trusts you enough to spend their money with you, you have to help them. You have to genuinely help them and not do it in a self-serving way. You have to help. So, I mean, that goes down to even like an Instagram story. I mean, sometimes I post silly stuff on Instagram or Twitter or some of those platforms, but I try still to even keep the majority of the content on those types of platforms to be helpful. Am I sharing a resource? Am I sharing inspiration? Am I at least making somebody laugh? Those are all valid ways of helping people. And of course, education on YouTube and on my podcast is the, the majority of it. Even in the personal things that I do, if I do a week in my business vlog, I try to not make it super self-serving. I'll share my, my life, but I'm also gonna share a little lesson within that. Hey, here's something I learned this week, or here's a quick tutorial, or here's how you can do this thing too. So keep that in mind. This part is really, really important. And what I see a lot, you know, when people make mistakes with content marketing is they just get ahead of themselves. They think about the money, right? They think about the sale before they're at that point. You have to recognize that that point is not going to come immediately. It's just like dating, you know, it sounds cheesy to say, but business is like dating. Okay. You want to play it cool. You might be thinking about the kiss, right? Um, you might be thinking about the wedding on your first date, but you're not going to say that. Like, don't say that. Just play it cool. Try to add value to their life, to the date. You know, try to make them laugh, entertain them, wear your best outfit for them, make them want to hang out with you again and come back for another date before you go in for those next steps. Another thing I'll tell you about this, I love the Gary Vaynerchuk jab, 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 right hook kind of method, if you will. It's a great book. If you are just getting started with social media marketing or content marketing, it's kind of an old classic for me. I mean, it's only like 10 years old. Is it even 10 years old? I don't even know. It's not that old, but social media moves at light speed. So it's a classic now. It's one of the first books that I really read about this stuff. And basically the idea is you're going to hit with value, right? Jab, 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 value, 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 jab, jab, jab right hook is going to be your sell, your sale, your offer, presenting the thing that you want to sell. You don't want to do hook, hook, hook. You don't want to do jab, hook, hook, hook. You don't want to do jab, hook, jab, hook. You want to do jab, 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 right hook, right? You want to really provide that value and build up your credibility before asking for the kiss. Next thing you want to set up funnels. 
Funnels sounds really complicated. For the longest time, this was something that I was really embarrassed about in online marketing. Like I had no idea what that meant. I was like, what is this funnel that people, like I need a tool for a funnel, but like really a funnel, a funnel can be your Instagram bio link to your website. A funnel can be an email inbox. It can be a form. It can be whatever. It's basically the process that you get people from awareness stage to purchase stage. And there's pretty standard sections to most funnels, most like service-based or online business type funnels. And that's going to be having a website or a place where people can opt in. It can be a landing page. It can be a website. It can be like an email landing page, like a flow desk page or mail, mail or light, mail chimp, whatever, any of those types of platforms. So get a landing page and or website websites. I personally use Squarespace email. I use Flowdesk. I'll leave links for everything down in the show notes. And then you're going to want to have email sequences, email opt-ins. Again, you can do those through all the platforms that I just mentioned. Then you are going to want to probably create some type of freebie, you know, that gets people to get onto that email list and go to that, that landing page and type their email in. So an example of this is if you look at the bottom, if you're on YouTube, if you look in the description box, there's always this line here that says free social media management starter kit. If you click on that, it's going to give you a freebie. It's just a PDF that kind of breaks down some of my best tips for becoming a social media manager. And it took me some time to put together, but it didn't take me forever to put together. It's definitely good value. It's not fluff. Like it's not just, you know, a one page quote, you know, it's, it's, it gives you some good resources and kind of gets you thinking. So I feel good about offering it. I don't feel like I'm just stealing people's email addresses. So create something like that. It could be a PDF. It can be a download. It can be a free course. It can be whatever you want it to be. And then once people opt in, they get the freebie and then they're on my email list. Then they go into a sequence, an email sequence where I share some additional value with them. I tell them, give them some tips. I think some of my emails in that sequence are like some of the best tools to use as a social media manager. Now that you've got started thinking about becoming one, some of my top performing Instagram posts to help give ideas about types of content to create and so on. And then throughout that, again, we're jab, jab, jabbing, right hooking in the email as well. Then I'm telling them, Hey, by the way, did you know that I have a course about social media management that's evergreen that's available now? You should maybe purchase it and so on and so forth. Once they finish the sequence, then they, then they automatically go into a newsletter sequence and I send out an email every Monday, except for not the past two Mondays because I've been failing but in theory, they should be getting an email from me every Monday, sharing the new video or the new podcast or whatever I want to share with them. That's continuing to build that value. That's continuing to keep my videos top of mind for them to sort of combat that annoying YouTube algorithm. I'm getting out of breath, right? You get it, you get how it goes. And it, it just goes on and on from there. So simple three-part funnel. I know that sounds really overwhelming, but seriously, freebie, right? First email is so you're welcoming them and you're saying, hey, here's the freebie. Second email, you're going to deliver some value. Hey, here's some additional info on that freebie. Here's a behind the scenes. Here's a free training. Here's a whatever you want to do. Third part. Hey, let me give you an offer, a paid offer. Maybe it's a low ticket paid offer. It's a, you know, $20 product, $50 product, whatever. And then you're going to continue to add the value until you're able to work yourself up to that high ticket offer. Got it? <laughs> I feel like I just 
I'm out of breath now. So you want to build that first. You want to implement that freebie. You want to implement that funnel on day one. This is something I didn't do and I really regret it because as soon as I created one, I was like, wow, this is like a great way to get emails. Put it at the bottom of every single one of your content pieces that you choose to create, whether it's YouTube, whether it's a blog, it's harder to do on a platform that moves really quick, like TikTok and things like that, but you can reference it. You can put a link in your bio to your freebie, like have it be there running in the background so that you're generating leads over time. Next thing you know, if you're creating good content, if you're showing up, if you're answering their questions, if you're helping them, you'll look up and you'll see, okay, I have a couple hundred emails in here. Like, all right, I got some people on my list. Next, you wanna get consistent. This is key. This is my personal, if I had a secret to success, I would say that this is it. It's that you just gotta show up. I think the difference between people who are making stuff happen and people who are just talking about making stuff happen are the ones who just show up imperfectly if needed. You know, the whole done is better than perfect thing. I totally believe in that. I don't feel 100% confident about myself, about how I maybe look when I get on camera every single time, but I just show up. I just do it. I get over it. I, you know, so many things could get in my way of putting out content and I don't let them. I just show up. Consistency is really important in building a loyal audience. They want to know that they can count on your videos or your blog posts or your emails to come into their inbox every single week. And that's how you build a relationship with someone. Again, if we go back to dating, right? Who wants to date the guy who like texts them once a month or only texts you when they're in town or only texts you when they want something, you know? Nobody likes that. No, I want to date the guy who is like consistent, you know? He's He's not overdoing it. He's not like texting me every morning, every single day, night, whatever. But you want to date the person that is actually caring about you, that's checking in, that's again, like providing you value. I know it's weird to talk about relationships in a transactional way, but that's how we all are. Same with friendships, right? I don't want to be friends with somebody who only comes around when they have something good about their life to brag about to me. I want to be around people who care about me and want to be a shoulder for me to lean on sometimes as well. So keep that in mind, show up regularly. It can get really overwhelming because there's so many platforms out there. And my advice is to choose a pillar platform. Choose a platform that you know your audience is going to be on, you know, that they respond well to. Again, this goes back to audience research. Ask them, you know, like, where do you go for information? Some people are going to say blogs. Some people are going to say TikTok. Some people are going to say YouTube. Some people are going to say email, like, Google, I don't know. There's going to be all different answers. So choose the one that you think your audience is going to go to and also that you feel you can provide quality content in, right? Not all of us are comfortable on video. Not all of us are comfortable on TikTok. Hi, not me. Um, I'm trying, but I'm not really that good at it. At the Latasha James, if you want to follow me over there and laugh at me. Choose the things also that, that make sense for you and your skill set and all of that. And then just repurpose onto other platforms. If I make a YouTube video, for this YouTube video, for example, I could totally turn this into a TikTok. I might not actually take the, the video file itself, but I might just get on TikTok right after I'm done recording this and just do a, let me just do a five ways thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to get creative. I could just rip the audio and put it on podcasting platforms, which is what I do. I could cut a snippet and put it on LinkedIn, put it on Twitter and so on, just to really distribute your content 
across multiple channels. You can do the same thing for blogs. You can turn the blog into a video. You can turn the blog into a podcast and read the blog. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can repurpose. So that's my advice for getting started on other platforms. You can also use other platforms to add context. So maybe I want to do like a behind the scenes. I do this a lot on my Instagram stories. That's really the behind the scenes kind of look at my life and my business. I might share the process of creating a video or share an additional detail that I forgot to include in the video. You can incentivize people to follow you on those other platforms by doing that as well. Maybe you go live after every podcast or you start a clubhouse room after every podcast, right? Get creative and figure out how you can repurpose and use other platforms to kind of accentuate what you're already doing. And then my last tip is really just to be social. I mean, I could tell you about algorithms and hacks and all this stuff, but honestly, you guys, I don't believe in that stuff. I mean, I know that there is science. I know that there are, I don't know if you'd call it science, but there are tips, right? Yeah. Like now it's like three to four hashtags or whatever. Use a location tag, tag people, do a reel, do that. I know that there are tips like that, but at the end of the day, social media is meant to be social media. So that's my blanket advice is, do you think it's social to try new features that come out on the platforms? I do. I think that's like getting in the spirit and, you know, using the platforms for what they're meant to be used for. So yeah, use those new features, ask questions of your audience, respond to their comments, ask them questions, you know, go to their pages and like their photos and ask them questions and like their TikToks. Like, of course, like that's all just social media advice, use hashtags, researcher hashtags, you know? So those are all things, of course, that I would recommend doing, trying new trends, interactive type things, being responsive and all of that. And if you stick with it, if you keep your content strategy going, if you stay social on social, if you stay focused and get people into that funnel, you should be in a good place to sell your offer to some people. I believe it. I'm gonna answer a question of the day, which says, I'm actually wondering if turning my personal account into a business account would be a bad idea. I don't know which platform they're talking about. I know for sure on TikTok, the word on the street at least is that turning your account into a business account hurts you algorithm wise. I mean, I think that's a rumor for all platforms, but definitely for TikTok right now, that's what I'm hearing. So if you are looking for growth on TikTok at the moment, I probably wouldn't recommend switching to business. I personally have a personal, I personally have a personal TikTok account still. The other thing, and you can weigh some of these pros and cons just by Googling like differences between a business account on Instagram or TikTok or whatever platform you're talking about. But a big difference on TikTok is you can't use music if you're a business account. And that's something that I actually think makes the platform pretty fun. So I don't want to give that up if I don't have to. So yeah, there's that. I believe you get a link though, if you are business. So, you know, there's pros and cons. You have to weigh that cost benefit analysis for yourself and see like, what's the most important for me. The way that I'm using TikTok at least right now is just awareness. It's like a branding thing and, and just for fun. I'm just like having fun with it. But from a business perspective, it's just awareness, just looking to tap into that audience a little bit, tap into people who use that platform since I'm primarily only on YouTube. So I don't really need people to have like a direct link to click over. Cause I'm not really even expecting that that audience is going to buy stuff from me necessarily. We'll see. And as I grow more of a following, if I were to get to a good number on that platform, I would probably maybe then turn it into a business account because then I'm moving them into sort of the conversion phase or the interest phase of the sales funnel versus just awareness. So 
that's what I think there. As far as the other platforms, again, I would just Google and choose and and do a cost benefit analysis on which of the features you would be losing and which ones you wouldn't be. All right, so that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Let me know in the comments which platform you're trying to build an audience on right now as your primary platform. YouTube, blogging, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter. Let me know. And you can always tweet me or Instagram story me at the Latasha James and tell me what you thought of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you next time. Bye.